Hour. This is your host Mason on the move tonight. We got Hayes Holla. Yes, sir. And we got LP. What's up? Dan will be joining us shortly, but we've got a special guest tonight. I'm going to kick it to Landon. I yeah. can't believe this is another moment. We've had several of these with people that we've had on where it's just like surreal. All right. Yeah, so uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I'd say this moment pales in comparison to the night that I was engaged to my wife. Um, This man has meant more to me than than most in my life. Known this guy since middle school. I don't know if you know this, but uh, we'll have to talk. We'll have to break this down. I'm pretty sure the first time I met you was on spring break in Destin in middle school where everybody and their grandparents from Nashville went first for spring break the spot so I'm not gonna waste any more time on introduction uh this is the man that runs sneaker culture and the sneaker industry in Nashville Tennessee he put the flag on the top of the hill and said (laughs) we're gonna do this thing in Nashville and to this day he continues to, to to carry the torch uh, for all sneaker heads, not only in Nashville, but globally. Um, Alexander McMean from Rooted, give it up. Oh, yeah, clap. <laughs> I mean, I'm about to pull the, you know, pull the cloak off of your y'all's eyes and show the real me because that is an introduction I do not deserve. But thank you. Thank you very much for that, Landon. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Man, we've been tossing around your name on this podcast since basically day one. Uh, wow. We give free shout outs to Rooted literally, I think, every episode. <laughs> and to have a, fa- a founding member of Rooted on here is yeah. just, this is next level. I don't know where we go. This feels, this feels like a Beatle. I feel like it's uh, Ringo Starr. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe maybe in a few years, if we, you know, if we, if we uh, continue to the, the current trajectory that we're on, maybe I can not give you a Beatle. Maybe I'll give you like a Jonas Brother. Um, but I'll uh, Ringo might be a, a just a too lofty of a of a character, but I'll take it for now. I'll take well, it. Hey, um, so t- what is the what is the rooted story? Like, how did that happen? Oh man, I'm, this is a good brush up. I'm uh, I have the pleasure of you know I think they get these the the bottom feeders and they're like I, I have no idea who's going to talk in chapel, so let's just call Al. And uh, so I'm talking in the College of Business Chapel on Tuesday. So this is a good. Uh, oh, my goodness. I had to do that once. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I was it's, asked I, to do that once. I'm going to get eaten Sorry. alive. So y'all will eat me alive first and coach me up. And uh, this is good to brush the story off because you don't get to tell the offs. And so, so Warren, just thanks for, for having me. I'll try not to ramble. I know we're on the time crunch. Um, the rooted story is really just my best friend, Aaron Morrison, um, is a huge sneakerhead. And he. Uh, you know, kicked around this, this idea in, in college of starting a, a sneaker store and another buddy of ours, um, you know, also was, was hugely into sneakers. That's Jamie. And, and, um, and so he kind of was like, let's, let's just try to see what this looks like, but let's, let's uh, dream about our first, you know, Nike shoe. Let's, let's look at real estate. 
Um, and I kid you not, those are two of the first things that we did. Um, and we had no clue how to get an account. We had no clue how to pay bills. We had no clue how to do any of that. Uh, and I joke with people that anytime that you build something on, on that foundation, it's going to fail. Um, and, and we wanted to look cool. We were doing it for the wrong reasons. And, um, you know, we literally were standing in the Gulch one day looking at a, at a property and, um, we're like, we have no idea how to pay for this. We have no idea what product we're going to fill this house with. And they're like, at any point we can tear this house down and give you 30 days notice. And that's all we're going to give you. And so that was kind of the like God moment of like, you idiots, what are you doing? Uh, and so that was like, a, Hey, maybe we should pause. And so that was like 20, I'll say 2014 uh, dates are probably give, give or take a year, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. So we shelved it for like a year and a half. And then we kind of, uh, resurrect the idea of there's nowhere to go in Nashville and I love Nashville and there used to be places they're just not now and there's a lot of people tea at Fat Cat there's a lot, lot of places that did a lot of cool stuff before we got here and, and uh, certainly don't want to say that we are you know the originators of, of retail in Nashville but at the at the time we didn't have anything so you had to go to Atlanta you had to go online and so once once people started catching on to Kith and started catching on to some other things then you didn't have a chance to get anything. Like I remember working at Swiftwick and Aaron would text me like, Hey, you know, the flamingos dropped and I would run to my car, get my wallet, come back to the computer and still have time to get the shoe. And it was easy. I mean, it was very, it, it was, if I know what I knew now back then, I would get every shoe. I would have never missed. The only reason you miss is if you didn't either have the funds or you didn't want the shoe, uh, which being a, a poor college kid at the time was the funds were not accessible. And so we, uh, it, it, that was kind of the heart is just a lack of uh, sneaker and, and apparel in the city. And luckily I had attached myself to two guys who were pretty freaking good at what they do. And I kind of just happened to be around. I don't know if they let me stick around for just cause they didn't want to break my heart or who knows why, but um, you know, I've, I, I've, I did not uh, see the vision that they saw did not get the um, kind of the, the I don't even know the right word to say uh yeah I guess the vision I'll just leave it at that uh, that they had really until probably the doors open I'm very like I need to see this I'm not a very conceptual guy I can't I remember standing in the store with them and they're like this is where the stock room is going to go this is where this is going to go and I'm just we're standing in a gravel building uh with cement walls and that was it and I was like I can't I see gravel and, and cement that's all I see um and so really 2016, we started kicking this idea around. And for 13 months, we worked every day after work to uh, write a business plan. All the stuff that I learned in grad school that, you know, the not fun stuff to do is, is the reason that you have a successful business is because you do you have to do that stuff first. It's easy to be excited about a Sean Weatherspoon. It's easy to be excited about uh, a Jeff Staple event. It's easy to get excited about Air Max Day and see excited, excited about Yeezy and all these things that we've gotten to do over the last five years. That stuff's easy. The hard stuff is paying the bills, not taking a salary for two years. That's mm -hmm. the stuff that's like, oh, this, this is not, this isn't what Ronnie made it look like. This isn't what, you know, Chris Gibbs at Union made it look like. And so really the, the heart of it was a lack. And then the drive was, Hey, I think we're dumb enough to, to really go for this and try. And if we fail, great. That's okay. I, I love stories. I love stories that involve self-deprecation. And it's like, all right, if I spend my life savings up to this point and we open a shoe store and it fails after a year, at least we tried. 
I would, I would much rather swing and miss than, than, you know, not shoot our shot and say, what if for the rest of our life? Uh, and so luckily um, I had two business partners who agreed with that sentiment and uh, we kind of went for it. And, and 17 months later, you know, we're um, about to open the doors on March 6th of, of 2017. And I can't believe it's been five years. I mean, yeah, I, that's you know, not to go down a COVID rabbit hole, but it was like, are you kidding? Like two years kind of just vanished like that. But at the same time, like five years has been an absolute godsend. Uh, I thought we'd get one or two. And I say that in just like you, you go to work every day, believing that you're going to stay open, but you don't, we don't know. Um, we had no idea. Um, I think we hoped and there's nothing wrong with hope. I think sometimes they say hope's not a strategy, but sometimes it's all you got. Um, and, and so that was nice for us to, uh, to kind of get those doors open and, and say, Hey, here, here we are. And then Nashville, goodness gracious, did the rest. I mean, we're only here because of, of Nashville. I mean, when we opened, we had Shaq Gnosis on the wall. Uh, and I think the people just were like, Hey, this could turn into something great. Let's keep mm. buying stuff. Let's keep supporting. Um, and it's a roundabout way of, of why we started wow. and even how, how we're here. So many nuggets in there. I don't, Mason, you got. I just rambled. I'm a rambler, so just. It's a fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. Our, by the That's way, our time, our time limit is however much you want to do this, man. It's 9:45. You've been working all day, so we. I mean, that's it. Hey, my my wife went to go get my dad uh, and take him back down the to the hospital. My mom went to the hospital yesterday. She's fine, but she. Uh, now nah, I love her. She's great. Just had to do some some tests, and he left his car down there, and she's gonna go get him. And so when she comes home, she's going straight to bed. So I've got all the time in the world. She's she's just, she's a saint. She's amazing and. Uh, she's excited. She's like, you're going to be on a podcast. And I was like, I don't think you understand. They're, they're doing this just because they have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, this is not a, this is not a man. This is exciting. Um, that is but yeah, we got all the time in the world, all the time in the world. I guess before rooted, tell us where you grew up a little bit about your upbringing, mm. anything that sticks out. Yeah. So born and raised in Nashville, as Landon said, known him for a long time. And, and I'm definitely thankful for the community that I got to grow up in. Um, I'm one of five, uh, very thankful. I've got two incredible parents who kind of showed me the, the, I guess the idea of what it means to work hard and not necessarily love your job at the same time, give you a, a life that is maybe not something that you could possibly have if you, if you didn't. Uh, and so growing up, my dad, um, he worked at, at, a, uh, he was a home builder at first and the recession hit and then he became a, a flooring contractor and worked at DuPont and, um, then my mom was, you know, cleaning houses and, you know, working two or three jobs and just saw hard work uh, for my parents. Um, I always joke that we're not the smartest family, but we definitely, uh, I'd stack our family up against anybody in terms of just working hard. And, and some of my friends jokes, you, you put your head down too much. And I've got a story for that later. You know, you kind of just put your head down and work. And all of a sudden you look at like, what am I doing? Uh, but grew up in Nashville and, and, uh, have been around Lipscomb my whole life. My parents met there my grandparents, uh, we're heavily involved at Lipscomb. I'm, I'm one of 25 people now plus in my family to go to Lipscomb. Um, and uh, very grateful for the community there. Got a, got a good buddy. He always says it's just uh, uh, the best education you could possibly get without sacrificing community. And I think that perfectly embodies mm. my upbringing. I had amazing friends. I, I went to um, a public school in, in Brentwood growing up. And then my mom uh, became the high school secretary at Lipscomb. And uh so that meant discounted education. So here we were, to, you know, making the jump to, to Lipscomb and um, and walked in the first day of school and, and 
Um, I'll never forget. It's like a circle of, of people. And, and I'm walking down the hallway. I'm a new kid. Yeah, I played on the football team in the summer, but I was like, I mean, four, eight, and I weighed like 75 pounds. And uh, football was not uh, mentally I was there, but physically I was not. I always joke that if I had the physical abilities, I'd make Johnny Manziel look like a saint um, because that's just that I just have a, sometimes an attitude. Um, but I walked into school and those friends are still my best friends to this day. They kind of parted the circle, let me step right in and close the circle. And then, you know, that group has been some of my very best friends, people who have been in my wedding, who attended my wedding, who I've been there for the birth of their kids and, and Lord willing, they'll be there for the, for the birth of, of mine and court's children, if Lord willing. And so really that was kind of the start. And uh, I've always been obsessed with sports and running and basketball and baseball and you name it, we did it. We were always outside and I was fighting with my brother and, you know, picking on my little sister and, you know, begging my older sisters to take us to uh, Slam and Sam's and the Cool Springs Mall to trade baseball cards and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think at, at an early age, I knew I wanted to go to Lipscomb University and I'll fast forward through a couple of years and, you know, just, just was like, you know what, I'm going to Lipscomb. I looked at Stanford for about two weeks because my best friend at the time, still best friend, but at the time I was looking at Lipscomb and we looked at, uh, we looked at Sanford for a little bit and I was like, I can't afford it. My mom doesn't work there and I don't get a discount. <laughs> so uh, wow. I'm going to Lipscomb. That's easy. And, uh, and, and yeah, I was a biology and chemistry major and I wanted to be a, a doctor and I was doing it for financial security. The only reason I wanted to do it, my grandmother, uh, her dad was a doctor, died when she was young. And, and um, I think that this allure of what it means to be a doctor means to be respected, means to be smart, all these things. That's what I was chasing. And I was sitting in class and swang and studying one night for a test and I had a buddy who was like, you don't want to do this anymore, do you? And I was like, absolutely not. And I started weeping uh, because just tears of joy because like no one's ever asked me that. Uh, I've just been putting up a front and this is what I want to do. And so kind of just made this jump. I was running cross country and track at Lipscomb at the time. Uh, I had walked on halfway through my, my junior year and uh, I was like, I got a choice. Either you finish a, a job you don't necessarily want to do, which is biology and chemistry, because I wanted to run so bad. And uh, so I, I had a choice to either be ineligible and uh, and change majors or stick with my major and, and keep running. So I, ke- I kept running and I was I was grateful for it because it taught me how do you do something that that you don't necessarily love because you're doing something else that you really, really enjoy. Uh, and so I was definitely the dumbest kid in every class. I finished my test last uh, I joke, there's a metal stand and then there's me, which is, we call it the Arkansas metal stand. And it's the bottom three. Do you finish in the bottom three of every test, the bottom three of everything? And I was, I was last. I mean, I took an exam once in my, as a 200 question exam and I was on question 33 and, uh, the other six people in the class had turned in their exam. And, uh, that's just basically my, my collegiate, uh, education in a nutshell, uh, so that just led me to, to being on the team and, and loving that and it helped me get into grad school at Lipscomb. And um, I, I went for for management. Uh, I thought I wanted to be in a, 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 either a high school or college AD. And um, after talking with Hutch and shattering him and picking his brain and I was like, man, that's not what I want to do either. And so then I was like, OK, now what? And then it turned to, you know, I've grown up in church and, and it's been fun to see this idea go from you know, legalism to, I'm very thankful that my parents had me in church whenever the doors were open. Uh, cause I want to do something in ministry. I don't know what that looked like. I had no idea what that was going to mean. Uh, so I started knocking on those doors a little bit and which led me to a job in logistics, uh, <laughs> which, which uh, I didn't love. Uh, I was, that was, with, for, was that Swiftlet? 
that was not. I saw that's this is Swiftwick was probably 2010 to 2013. Okay. Um, I somehow conned him into thinking I could do marketing. Uh, and so I did marketing for them for a few years and loved it. Um, unbelievable companies still wear their socks every day. I still say we when I refer to any past business because I just I, I loved where I've worked and uh, no, no different for logo brands is where I worked. And and it's two strong Christian men ran the company and, and I was, you know, routing tables and tents and chairs and blankets from China to Dick Sporting Goods and Walmart and all these places. I didn't love it, but I loved their leadership style. I loved the way they poured it into their employees and the way they loved them and supported them both financially and emotionally, career-wise. Uh, and so I did that for a little while until uh, we figured out we were going to be rooted. And uh, in the interim was the director of, of soccer operations. I was a doso for the women's soccer team uh, leading up to, to opening rooted. And then we opened the store. So Dang, you've done everything. Yeah. So you, <laughs> well, one, one thing I caught in there, was that um, you never, it didn't sound like you went into ministry per se, but talk about how rooted, how you use your faith and in rooted and how does that help you? What do you guys, how do you use that in running your business and your company and your decisions? Like oh, that's a okay. major, that's a major part for all, all of us on here. Like yeah. you probably realize that like that's, this is, it's a, we always say that our, that the community here, it's just a, it is a, the sneaker stuff and the fashion stuff, it's just a con. It is just a, it's a thing that draws us together that we enjoy together, but it's, it is ours is, is like found it's rooted in Jesus first. And, and it just is another way to connect. So just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's a, that's a great point. And one, I don't sometimes do it very well. I think that that brings back to that, the human element and the, you know, it only makes our case for, for, you know, bragging and, and proclaiming the Lord even better. Cause it's like, it's not me. It's not us. Like we're not sometimes great at this, but rooted actually comes from Colossians two, six and seven. Um, that was kind of the heart of, of where we uh, just how we wanted to treat people. And my, my, my parents have done a great job of helping us see the value in treating, you know, the custodian, like the CEO It's kind of something that we've always, I've always shared and I've always learned some, I've, I've watched them embody um, you know, my mom would treat the custodians at, at the high school like they were royalty and they treated her the same way. And I think I saw that uh, from a young age, from from sixth grade on and been like, wow, like, you know, they in, a, in some ways can't do anything for her, but in other ways can do everything for her from an emotional standpoint and all these things. And so really, that's where we where a, a big portion of Rooted was born. To your point, it's like it's very awkward for males to say, hey, like, let's, let's talk, let's do this. And so mm -hmm. shoes and clothes are a great icebreaker to do that. So that's why we love the, the business that we're in because that's what we did for 13 months leading up to the store opening. We'd, we'd see, you know, if, if Dan had a hat on be like, Oh, we really like that hat. Like, let me, let's go talk to this guy. And so we go talk to him at a coffee shop for however long he listened to us, you know, just uh, talk to him. And so we did that every single day. Uh, for 13 months, whether it was at Crema or Barista parlor, parlor or The Well or you name it, we went there. Um, and that's kind of where it was born. And uh, that heart for uh, just people and community. And God didn't have to give us community uh, in any way, uh, but he chose to do so. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and uh, to your point, I was the oldest intern in Hillsborough Youth Group history. I was 24, uh, trying to figure, trying to figure life out. And I, I think sometimes we do a bad job of saying, 
you know, hey, either you're, you know, you're a youth minister, you're a college minister, you're a, you know, preacher from the pulpit, and that's the only way to do ministry. When in all reality, it's like we need Christians who are serving Starbucks and flipping burgers and running, you know, Fortune 500 companies. It's the Kanye thing, right? It's like we should be excellent. We should be excellent. We should be the standard of excellence, right? Absolutely, 100%. And and I think sometimes we say, oh, we're it's like, it's good Christian music. I just want to make good music, period. It doesn't matter if it's Christian or, or what. Like, we should be the mark. Like, we should be setting the standard. And in all reality, I think it goes the other way. Uh, and so I think a lot of that drove our hearts for why we wanted to do rooted was, okay, if I'm not going to, if I'm not going to be a youth minister, if I'm not going to be this, I'm not going to be that, then how can I, how can I impact people selling shoes and clothes? Yeah. Um, it was hard. I think one night, I, I think I was very disgruntled. I was very frustrated for like the first six months that we opened because you think it's going to be one way and it's the exact opposite. You think it's going to bring you fulfillment, happiness, joy all these things. And, uh, and it's like, this sucks. Like you, you, again, going back to the, you know, you miss, we were working seven days a week, not getting paid. And I don't say that as like, I want any, like, Oh, you did a great job. Like, no, it just, that was a reality. We didn't have any money. So we couldn't get paid. Um, anything we did make had to go back in the business or we, you know, I was going to have to go work another big boy job again. I definitely didn't want to do that. And so, um, and so I was, I was bitter. I, you know, you miss Sunday lunches with your family. You miss church on Wednesday nights. You get there late and it's over. And, and, uh, and I always joke, like God didn't give us church to, to say, Hey, you're, you know, you're going to hell if you miss a, you know, your 17th Wednesday night in a row, but there's a reason he gives us community. He wants us to be around each other. Uh, he wants us to be in the word. And so, um, I had this lady who walked in she said she lived upstairs and she walked in to, to the shop. I was like, rooted. She's like, y'all are Christians, aren't you? And it's like, huh? Like, where did you, where did you get that? And uh, I was like, that's the yes, man, we are. This is awesome. And she's like, I live upstairs. I've seen y'all for the last couple of months. And, you know, I just wanted to come in here and, and she starts walking around our center cabinet and she's quoting Psalms. She's quoting Proverbs. She's basically like, you know, you're interacting with way more people here than you ever could have if you were in ministry. She had no idea that I wanted to do ministry, none at all. I'd never shared that with her. I'd never seen her before. And, uh, and she's asked me to the point of tears as a Wednesday night. And I was like, man, it's like, I don't cry often, but when I do, it's because I've been extremely humbled by the Lord. And, and it was a very humbling night of like, Hey, you think you're in charge of your life, but you've been looking at it this way when you've, you know, been able to open a store with, with two others. And you've been able to have all these people come in and you're getting to do something you always dreamed of, but you've been bitter, frustrated, angry. And let me show you really what, this could look like. Um, And and that was a huge turning point for me personally at Rooted because uh, I needed that kick in the pants. I needed that, Hey, you aren't God. Um, And, uh, and let me show you why I am. And and so that was, that was very, very, I'll say nice is not the best word for it, but I'll just say it was nice. Um, Sometimes you don't get that. uh, I'm going to say second chance. We don't get it that easy where it's that just, I think it's because I joke that like, I'm sometimes stubborn or stupid or, you know, whatever. And uh, he had to get my attention in that way. My, I have had similar experiences in life too, but also it is, you know, it's one thing if your parents tell you something and it's different if your coach tells you something, like if it's basketball, get your elbow in. Like my dad could tell me that a thousand times. My dad does no <laughs> crap about basketball. Cause I'm not going to listen to him, but if it's somebody else, like it gets your intention and that can't be. I don't know, and I don't, I don't laugh, know why we y'all do that Y'all laugh because it's so true. Right, yeah. Dan? 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I have no idea why we do that. We don't believe that people who are because we struggle with the us, human but... condition. It's the human condition where sin is why we do that. Yeah, amen, amen. And so yeah, that was like so that was that was the heart of like, hey, you actually have a, you have you know, early on it was you know a half dozen or maybe a dozen people a day coming into rooted, but this time you know it might have been 50, 60 people on a weekend coming in. And not to say that while I was standing there with my Bible and like smacking them in the head, um, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. But it was it was more so the way that we talked to them, the way that we treated them. Now, we would definitely not shy away if people asked us, yeah. um, you know, and there are definitely moments where I, I'm sure we did. And thank the Lord, a lot of grace for that. But it was just fun to be able to say, hey, you're more than just a customer. Um, you are somebody that we have grown to know, to love. Like there's a lot of my friends who. I would have never met if it weren't for the store. Uh, and I just love that y'all like had this group and, and we're a small part to play in that, you know, when Landon's camping out and, you know, when Dan drives over from Memphis and I think it's just crazy uh, that shoes and clothes could bring us together like that. And what a, what a nice reminder that we don't have to have this stuff, but like, it's fun. It's just like the devil's advocate, like, Hey, what's enough? What's too much? Like I've got 120 pairs of shoes in my closet. It's probably like, it's time to get rid of some and, and use that money for something else. Anyway, sorry. That's great. Oh, you're, no, you're good. You're good. That was awesome. Um, talk about, I guess I'll try to, to give a little context of what we're going for in this question. But so the last two years we've had, I, I don't know how long ago, but you guys got broken into, that might've been three years ago. I don't, I'm not sure, but you've had well, COVID. There was another one during COVID. Like you got broken into during COVID. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. COVID and having a few times not having lineups anymore outside the store and all that. It's kind of forced you guys to go into like unique partnerships, I guess, with the community. Um, so talk about COVID and then those partnerships that you guys have been mm. able to, to do with like Hermitage cafe is. Yeah. So, just, I mean, I, well, yeah, so true. I need to, I need a patty melt right now. What was, I think that was March 13th, 14th, 2020, something like that. Mm-hmm. We had the Kentucky and Syracuse dunks coming on Saturday. And this is nine o'clock on a Friday and people are already camping out. I'm like, do you not have wives and kids and lives and things to do? I was like, go home. I was like, this is crazy. And I'm not talking like there were one or two. There's like 15 people in line. And uh, I remember, you know, Jamie calling and, and saying like, oh, hey, like we have to shut the line down. And uh, I'm like, why? Like, this is, that's crazy. He's like, well, because obviously all the COVID stuff going on. And I was like, oh yeah, duh, that's, that's fair. And, and just not good optics. And, and so we shut it down. We got the information and we're like, Hey, we're not going to make y'all another raffle. It, we assume y'all would have stayed here the whole time. And so we'll let you guys win the pairs. Um, and then obviously we raffled off the rest. And so uh, we joked very early on that we were either going to die during COVID or we were going to thrive. Wow. Um, it was, there was no in between. It was going to make us a stronger business or we we're going to be out of business. Um, and, um, and so it forced us to, to figure out, okay, where do people, we didn't want to, we didn't lay anybody off. Praise the Lord. No one, all bills got paid. Um, you know, a few employees wanted to, to go a different route and, and we love and respect them. And we're like, okay, go ahead. Like, we don't want to be like, no, you can't like you, and so it, it was, it was awesome uh, in a way. And it's, it's weird to kind of balance like the seriousness, yes, of COVID and, you know, the last two years, but also be able to say like, it was needed for us and in, in a way, and it was very good because 
Nike called early on. And, and if you all remember at the time, we weren't allowed to sell Nike online. You had a little order form and you had to email us or call the shop. And so they said, hey, you can sell our product online. And uh, that was huge. Um, you know, we don't have that, still don't have the necessary e-com infrastructure to do like a, a day of release, but I, it helped us uh, with our draw system and, and it helped us to, you know, they gave, gave us more shoes than we've ever gotten before, uh, which was nice because now we're having, instead of having, you know, let's say, let's say 300 people in Nashville are seriously interested in shoes. Now we dealt with a problem of, now we have thousands of eyeballs, thousands of people entering. Uh, you know, we had one release where 22,000 people entered for, for a draw. We have never had 22,000 people crap. enter. Um, and, and so you're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we had to fix the website, had to fix, you know, inventory and make sure everything was online. There's a ton of stuff in the shop that was not online. And, and that's not anybody's necessary fault besides the, you know, the owners uh, for not putting some good stuff in place. And so that it kicked us in the pants real quick. And so it was very, very grateful for the brands. Uh, I think we saw a lot of their support and, and it's easy to think like these big brands don't care about you. And we're definitely here to say like, I disagree uh, mm. with that sentiment. You know, our rep calls us immediately and says, Hey, I'm going to do whatever we can. I want you guys to stay open. We know you're a small mom and pop shop where I promise you we'll do whatever we can to help you keep the doors open. And so whether that's instead of getting, you know, 12 or 18 Jordan ones, now we might get 36 uh, instead of getting, you know, 50 easies, you might get 75, you might get a hundred now. Um, and so that helped tremendously. And the only way we were able to survive was that was having a bunch of, you know, employees and staff who were stellar at what they did and kind of stepped in and were like, hey, I don't know how to do e-commerce, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to help. Uh, hey, I don't know how to take, you know, photos, but I'm going to I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn. I'm going to. And we just trusted them to do the job, um, whether we trusted them really or we had no other choice. It didn't matter that <laughs> we had to. Um and so I think that helped us tremendously over the last two years, just kind of say like, Hey, we got to, we got to figure it out now. On the other hand, that caused us some issues um, because instead of, you know, y'all being able to line up in, you know, at the store and guarantee you get a pair. Now you got to just literally no pun intended is luck of the draw. Uh, and so, you know, they don't want us to put out numbers and, and we get that and we respect that. But at the same time, it's like, guys, we're, we're still getting 30 to, you know, anywhere from 18 to let's call it 50 pairs. It doesn't matter what the shit. And uh, now instead of having you be able to come to the store to get it, now we have thousands of people online trying to get it. Mm -hmm. And so now we only not have pissed off our national customer base. We have really frustrated our now newly like global customer base. Uh, and so it, we've had to learn that you just can't win and we're trying our hardest and, and we try to keep it, you know, we try to switch it up and do local draws that are short, local draws that are longer. We try to do global draws. We try to do first come first serve. Is there a system? No. Uh, and that's fine because again, like I said, we don't have the e-commerce structure to say like, Hey, at nine o'clock, we're going to release this shoe because there's bots. Um, but for the draw, you know, say we have 500 people enter. What people don't understand is, we're filtering out everybody who enters. If there's a duplicate address, if there's a duplicate entry, you know, they're gone. Uh, it takes forever. Like I've got two to do tonight, you know, 3000 entries total. And it's probably going to take me four or five hours. Uh, but at the same time, it's very, very worth it. And you're doing uh, this regardless of, Oh, for sure. For sure. You're this is the fun me. stuff. Uh, but it's like, regardless <laughs> of what people say, I'm very much a people pleaser. Regardless of what people say, 
as long as we know we are doing our very best to get shoes in the hands of customers, that's all we care about. There's going to always be people who are upset they lost. Like we had a guy who's complaining on Instagram right now about losing a shoe, yet he, I, we wrote him a handwritten note like we do in every order, 31,000 orders now. Everyone has gone out with the handwritten note for the most part. And uh, we wrote him a handwritten note last week for a draw that he won, uh, you know, for a very highly sought after shoe that he won fair and square. And then, you know, he lost one draw since then. And now it's back to rooted draws are rigged. It's like, oh my and gosh. we're not going to expose them. I'm not going to go on there and be like, Good hey, do you, you remember, you know, do you remember your card declined for the last two? Do you remember that we still let you, even though it declined? Man, he was, he was going in on somebody. He was crap. And that's not a oh, sign. That's you. not a sign that I talk too much. I don't know what is. <laughs> no, I mean, Zoom's just shut down. You were about. You were about to just like expose somebody and, and roast. That's them. probably. That's probably. That's good. why. Not, that's not, why that yeah. happened. No, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't trying to roast. It's just like a like a gun. If you don't think that we want to sell hundreds or thousands of pairs of shoes, you're crazy. Yeah. Like Come I would. On, I would absolutely love to do that. Um, but at the same time, we know they're sold out. They're, the shoes are a hundred dollars and they're $400 for a reason because Nike has made, you know, very few, or I say very few, they want it to seem that way. Yeah. And, uh, and I, res- and I respect that. I mean, we wouldn't be talking without a lot of these brands that we carry. So it's just kind of that, how do you balance, you know, the frustration of customers and taking it seriously and saying, we don't have it all figured out, but also saying like, Hey, I've entered, you know, let's, I've got myself, my family, and I've got another, you know, group of 15 that have entered for almost every raffle on Nike, every sneaker drop on Nike, every, you know, I've got my wife, she's on Soul Retriever. She's like, why am I paying $15 a month for this? And I was like, because we have to use it so we can try to get shoes. And uh, and we lose too. And we want to be sensitive to that. And, and again, don't want to think that we have it all figured out. But at the same time, like, some people are just going to complain. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's okay. And you can't make totally everybody fine. happy, right? No, no, no I just, can. I just, try. it's impossible. I just try. That's why I'm, that's why uh, I'm thankful for my business partners. Hey, they, this is, this isn't a counseling podcast, but are, what's your Enneagram? That's a good question. I've never, <laughs> I've never taken, You've I've never, never taken, taken Enneagram. No. I'm not. Uh, some people have said I'm a seven. Some have said I'm a, Three, You're not two? supposed to tell people what you are. Like that's part of it. So those <laughs> oh, really? Oh, see, that just shows that I'm not. I'm telling the truth. Don't I, tell. No Hayes told me what about. I was. So don't let him. You did not. That's bullcrap. You, that's you totally false. did. You totally. Oh, I told you amazing. to go take the freaking test. Yeah, Landon whatever. and I are the same. Landon and I are the same. We were like birthed from the same ovaries or yeah, you can, whatever the no, medical no. whatever the medical part is. <laughs> Every time we have a guest on, you want to talk about some biological thing. Oh, that, that's, that's biology, bro. I'm just talking about science. There, <laughs> alone. What was it like collabing with the Titans, and how that yes, happened? Good I, was, grief. I was just about to ask this question, and also, oh. yeah, how did this come about? But also, how did you get all of these? I mean, the the range of people that were modeling for the shoot. I mean, it was like it, it was awesome. It was like the entire yeah. spectrum of people. So, how did that come about? Um. Well, I you know I got. I got married in, in April of last year and we were on a honeymoon and we got broken into it. And so I'm, I'm talking to Aaron, I'm talking to Jamie and, and you know, they're like, this, this sucks. We'll take care of it. Enjoy your trip. But also we've got some good news when you come back. And I was like, good news. And I was like, what well, some good news can come from somebody stealing, you know, $27,000 for the stuff from us. Yeah. That's a sidebar. People think that we did it ourselves. And I'm like, that is, I can't even entertain you right now. I was like, you think I got up at three o'clock in the morning 
uh, you know, to take these phone calls and, you know, they're trying to figure out who did it and all that. It's like, this is crazy. Uh, I do not want to commit insurance fraud. I'm not going to prison. You think my little scrawny behind is going to survive prison? No. Did they get caught? And, uh, Are you no, it, no, they didn't. They still haven't. And uh, oh, I guess if they're listening, then congrats. Um, but we've, congrats. it helped us again. It, it, they got away with that one to help make us better. But they called me and we get back from, from that trip. And they're like, the Titans want to collab with us. And I was like, Are you, excuse me? Like the Tennessee Titans want to work with us? And uh, like, yeah, they're doing this really cool thing. And, and that some stores have done it in Chicago and have done it in, in L.A. And, and they want us to do it. And so really it, it started in late April, early May of 2021. And it took every bit of the next nine months to come up with designs, get things approved, um, get things made in COVID. Um and and so it was like very much a pinch pinch us moment uh, you know growing up i must say i grew up a cowboys fan because we didn't have the titans yet and then uh when we got the titans it was like you know dion had left emmett is is declining uh troy aikman is troy aikman and and yeah he's great but at the same time it's like all right i'm i'm on the steve mcnair eddie george frank wycheck hype train and um and they're down the street and that's cool as a you know as a eight-year-old kid, um, seven-year-old kid. And so that was kind of this, again, this pinch us moment of like, we get to do this. And this is like another level of, you know, sometimes in a good way, we don't take ourselves as seriously as maybe we should. Um, I think it's this fine balance of, of knowing that we're still the small, like the small fish, but also like, okay, maybe there are some, some bigger things that we could do and dream up. Um, and as far as the release goes, it was, you know, we had our eyes on, on, dolly and can we get um you know can we have some other people that i i can't share that we were gonna they they had said yes but then their managers get involved and uh they say no and, and that's fine so then we're like, okay, on blast who is it come on i can't i can't i'm kidding i'm no no he tom is awesome i, I love tom he's he's amazing and, and uh definitely it was not tom and and so we're like, okay, what is, what is rooted? What is rooted in terms of this collab? What is, how can we be authentic? How can we be genuine? And, uh, and we realized that there's a, a large contingency of people that support us that are doing crazier things than we do. Uh, and so we're like, how can we highlight them yet also um, kind of use, use their, that's not going to say platform, but um how can we highlight them, but also like, it's pretty crazy that Ernest is, you know, wearing our stuff. It's someone I've grown up with. I love him to death. We grew up in church together. His dad was my health teacher in, in high school and uh, someone who now is doing crazy things and he wants to model for us. Sure. That's amazing. Cheryl Crow, are you kidding? You know, had a, had a, you know, mutual connection there. And, and, and she was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And just this ball starts rolling of just people who are in the natural community uh, who were like, yeah, I would love to, I would love to, to rock the, the Tennessee Titans rooted collab. I think so much so that some people thought like, Hey, is this actually an official collab? Um, they thought we just bootlegged it and did it ourselves. And I was like, no, no, no. Like we have like the hologram, like we have the NFL hologram like <laughs> on the tag, like it's there, it's on the tag. And, and so really it just turned out to, and the Titans were super supportive and, and they're like, yeah, we can get uh, Chris Johnson and, and, um, you know, Jamie has a great relationship with, with Anthony Ferkser and 
you know, Ray has had a great relationship with, with UC Soros. Pekka would have done it, but he was out of town. And so all these things, just like you just forget, like those guys, while they're, yes, they are at the pinnacle of their craft. They do some amazing things. They also appreciate, you know, what we've brought to the table. And I think that is like also a, one of those, like I said, pinch me moments of this is crazy. Like they, they're not doing us a favor. They do this because they like the brand. They wouldn't put their, you know, they wouldn't put their face on it. They wouldn't let us use their stuff if they didn't believe in, in the brands, that was like a kind of a, a nice way to like, okay, thanks. And there's like some other customers who from a national standpoint are big names, but who are uh, very vital to, to who we are as, as rooted. And uh, it was fun to highlight them as well. Um, you know, like a Khalil Arnold, it's like, you wouldn't look at Khalil and like, he's our typical customer, but he's done more for Nashville than I could ever dream of. The conversations, the, the, the amazing times that I've had inside of, of Arnold's, uh, you literally couldn't pay for. Uh, so it was an honor for him to say, yeah, like, heck yeah, brother. I'd love to, I'd love to wear that. And so that was kind of the rollout. How did we get this like community play and bombard everybody with a lot of, a lot of, I say smaller names, anybody smaller than, than Dolly. Um, no pun intended, but um, it was just, uh, sorry. What size, I, shirt, I, I, what size <laughs> shirt would you have to put her in? Like, how do you, how do you hem that thing up? Yeah, that's luckily we didn't have to worry about that. And, and so luckily everybody said yes and it was very seamless of like let's let's just go let's just do this let's let's pump it out and that was that was kind of the release it was amazing it was so cool when i saw that when that first initial video came out i was like what the heck are they doing i was like this is the coolest thing i was like can i believe this is happening yeah we had i mean Ben Skipworth did the video and he's done titans commercials and doing just amazing things and the fact that he's like yeah, I'll come shoot this for you guys. We're like, huh? Like you actually said yes. Like <laughs> we, like we're always, we're always going to ask, and if the answer is no, we'd rather ask and it be no than us not ask. Uh, and so, like he had a, a great vision for for the release, and uh, you know, Jamie Ray, the gang had some good ideas for you know what the what the release is going to look like, you know, in terms of the rollout. And uh, thankful for Slim and Huskies and uh, those guys for letting us use their art studio, and it was just it worked out to be. To be awesome we literally couldn't have i'm so glad that it was that because i think it showed rooted the heart of rooted more than if we had a bunch of famous people that we really didn't know you know wearing our stuff and, and showcasing it as, as the brand so blessing in disguise i'd say but dolly if you're listening we want you for the next one maybe she's yeah, if will. she's a if, if she's russian like we have some russian listeners maybe, <laughs> maybe she's listening from russia i'm sorry <laughs> and some swedes we got some yeah. All right, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, I was gonna say something stupid. Not worth You're, it. No, do it. Is no, no. Come no, on, no. do it. Not appropriate. Not appropriate. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. Just do it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I've got a question about go the company culture and the storefront. So, so you mentioned you know you started working the storefront. Now you're at the warehouse. You know you've grown your employee base. How do you pass along the heart of community? Uh, that you, I mean, you just grew up in it, right? Like you, there was no training for being Alexander. You were just the special man of God that you are. How do you pass that along in a scalable way to people that are now interacting with your your customers? Well, I, and one, thank you. But two, I think it's a lot of people showed me a lot of things that uh, helped get us to this point. Like I said, my mom was a high school secretary and, um, you know, I, I was in sixth grade and, and, at the time, I thought it's because the seniors wanted to be nice to me. In hindsight, it's probably because they wanted to, 
you know, skip school and get in my mom's good graces. And so, you know, a, a lot of the seniors treated me like I was a freaking star. Uh, and I think that helped give me some confidence that I might not have had as a sixth grader and, and helped me to, I don't care how old you were. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you thought, what you believe, like I'm going to talk to you regardless. Uh, and, I, and it's definitely not something that like I can say, Oh, I did that. If that's on me. No, it was on people who were uh, way older than me being kind. And uh, you know, you can only take them at their word. And so, you know, we'd have some guys go on recruiting visits and bring me back some stuff from Ole Miss or bring back some stuff from, some other places. And it's like, okay, wow. Like, you know, you're 18 and a senior and you're taking care of a little sixth grader. Like that's awesome. So I think that definitely helped spur me on to like our actions and, and how we treat and talk to people matter immensely. And it's hard because you think that people don't care as much as you do. And in a way that makes sense. Like they're not going to notice the nicks in the wall and they're not going to notice the dirt on the floor and this and that. But sometimes it's like, okay, what, let's not let perfect be, uh, help us stand in the way of something great. And so I think that sometimes, you know, our fault is that we want it to be so right that we kind of handicapped ourselves. And so I think we're still, I think we're still figuring it out. Not for me that we don't have a great staff. We have an unbelievable staff, but just having to let go and not being in control of every conversation that happens in the store and just trust that the people you hired are doing a fantastic job. And I think we get some, some real encouragement when we, get some DMs or some some Facebook messages or some emails of saying like, hey, I, I got treated like a royalty at the shop. Ray did an amazing job or Michaela did an amazing job or, you know, Georgie, Julian, the staff, like anybody who has worked there has gotten praise from some of our customers out of the blue. And I think that's a testament, not to, again, what we've done, just a testament to, I don't even want to say the right place at the right time, just having a good, a good foundation of, of employees who, who care about the customer. Uh, and I think you can tell, I think you can definitely tell early on when you're talking to people who like, who's in this for real, or who's like, okay, they're, they want something. We all know what that's like. We all know what the used car salesman feels like. And, and so we didn't want to ever give across that vibe. And so I think it helped us early on to say like, you know, yeah, we need your money to stay open, but we also know that you're going to go to your friends. And, and if you say that you, we love what you're wearing and they think that you look like an idiot that's an indictment on us. And so it helped us be honest. You know, Aaron would get frustrated working at that finish line and, and say Landon came in for a pair of running shoes and, and he bought some insoles. Let's say Landon comes in the next day. And so I'm supposed to sell him another pair of insoles, even though he bought a pair yesterday, like that makes no sense. Uh, and so our joke is like, we sell without selling. Uh, we'd be honest. And if someone doesn't want something, that's okay. Cause we've had people who have, sh- you know, shop with us a thousand times. We have people who have been in there a hundred have never bought anything, but they're just as important as the people who have been in there and spent, you know, five or $10,000 because, you know, and, and y'all will understand this early on, like we needed the emotional support more than we almost needed the financial support. Mm. Uh, and that helped us get to, you know, to the point where we can employ people. And those customers were like, I guess the employees were customers of, of the shop and they saw how we did things and we saw how we treated people and they enjoyed that. They respected that. Uh, and it, and that's to say not every, not every person that we employed was a, a Christian or believed in, you know, believed in, in, in God. But at the same time, I think they saw the outcomes, the way that we treated people, not from a, a financial gain, but from a, wow, these people a would human do anything being. for, yeah, just we created people with respect and love and dignity. And, and we got a lot of things wrong sometimes. I'll be honest. I, you know, I've, I've chirped at a few customers and, 
you know, the homeless men and women who come in the store sometimes have been definitely humbled by them. And, and, uh, you know, have, I've had some, some people come in and buy some stuff. I didn't think they were going to buy anything. And, uh, and that's, that's good. And you need to be knocked back down. You need that reminder of like, Hey, your pride kind of got in the way. Uh, and so I think it, it's definitely hard as a control freak, uh, to say like, what are they, what are they listening to today? What are they talking about today? Uh, but just as long as we continue to, to, treat our employees with that love and respect, they're going to turn around and, and do that uh, to our, to our customer base. And if they don't, then you have some conversations. Uh, but luckily we haven't really had to do that. And, and they've seen the the value in uh, treating people that way for absolutely no gain. And I think it's been a, a blessing certainly uh, over the last five years because of that. Dang. Well, what, what about, okay, so let's, let's talk sneakers. How do you decide, man, because y'all got brands in there that I don't even, I haven't even heard of, and I like to keep up with this crap. How do you decide what goes in there and who, who's finding all this stuff? That's a great question. Uh, and I love this because <laughs> this is the part that I love to brag about because I have no, I have no uh, skin in the game when it comes to picking and choosing what is brought into the store. So it's fun to say like, oh, hey, like, yeah, this brand is, this brand's amazing and, and you know, Aaron picked out or this brand's amazing. And, and, you know, Ray saw it or Jamie saw it. It's like, it's just fun. And and I think a lot of the times that we thought when we were first opening, we first were in New York and they're like, do you want to make a pull? And we're like, we don't even know what that means. We're like Googling, like, what does make yeah, it, what, like, what does make mean? a pull mean? It's just like, you go into a, a showroom and it's like, we're, we're ordering stuff six months in advance. And so it's like, they have their, they have all their clothes. You go into a huge showroom and they've got hundreds of pieces out let's use stone island for example uh and they've got stuff that works for their canadian stores they have stuff that works for their florida stores you know a lot of people in florida aren't going to be wearing the you know a goose down jacket uh but they're going to be buying a bunch of t-shirts and a bunch of you know lightweight jackets and other things so i think the brands do an amazing job of helping the stores succeed or else they wouldn't succeed you call it selfish you call it whatever you want that's fine but they they don't want to leave it up to us to ruin their product. And I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and so they kind of dictate what, not dictate, they kind of, they're direct. already making the styles. They direct us. And and, and yeah. our buyers, uh, they will look at things and say, hey, I want to take a chance on this or hey, like this isn't going to work for us. So we're not going to, we're not going to buy this, but they kind of keep us in, in a, in a lane, uh, if that makes sense, um, which is fantastic. And so I think that's part of, of the joys of, uh, of having a team. Like if it were up to me, uh, I, I wear Eric Emanuel shorts and a, and a t-shirt every day and I'm 32 and I'm like, maybe I should up my fashion game. Um, and, and luckily there's some people who know a lot more, uh, than I do. Like Aaron would bring stuff up that I'm like, I've never even heard this brand, but I love you and I trust you with my life. So let's ride. Uh, and so <laughs> now, like, now that we know a little bit more, it's like, Oh, it's nice to like, Oh, Hey, like, I think this brand is going to be, I think this brand is going to be hot. Like let's, let's take a, let's take a, not even hot. Like it, that's a terrible definition. This brand fits with our matrix pretty well. Let's like, let's bring them on. If it fails, if it doesn't work, that's okay. No one's going to be like, you know, five years from now going to be like, you idiots, you carried blah, blah, blah. Five years ago. It's like, we try, uh, we try to offer something for our customer base. And if they don't like it, then they'll tell us by their, you know, their, with their dollars and if it's not selling then we'll get rid of it uh and that's not to say that we don't have some stuff that we believe in regardless if it sells well or not but 
it also means we're not going to bring stuff in just for the almighty dollar, yeah. but it's this fun, like, you know, balance of, of the two. Uh, and I don't have to worry about that. So, so I don't, I don't get the sense that you're the type that will walk into the grocery store with a, with a stone Island hoodie and Mason Margiela joggers, and then like whatever crazy sneaker on. So what is like your everyday, like, what do you look like? Oh gosh, the uh, my warehouse boys are gonna listen to this, and and the rest of the team is gonna listen to this. Like this guy <laughs> wears Lululemon shorts and hokas every day at the warehouse. Uh, oh, no, then, not hokas. Are you not serious? Went out to they're my running, they're my running shoes, and and uh, I wasn't a yeah. I wear I like to wear a lot of different running shoes. Uh, I'm uh, I love Nikes. I love all kinds of stuff. I, I had a friend who's like try hokas um i didn't love running in them but i love wearing them around um and so that's a warehouse beater but then when i, I go to uh you know on a date with my wife or something i might wear some john elliott you know cargos or a john elliott t-shirt and you know my buddies <laughs> Kyle and Aaron, they kind of got me hooked on john elliott and i i just do with things that they do to be honest with you if they tell me it's cool <laughs> i'll buy it um they they brought me over to their house one day i'm a lakers fan grew up loving kobe and and um and they're they basically were like let's see what we can get out to buy today and uh, they called me over to their apartment i was in college and like we think you need this jacket and like 30 seconds later i spent 170 dollars i didn't have on this mitchell ness jacket lakers like pull over and they start dying laughing and i'm like why are you laughing and they're like we just wanted to see if we could get you to buy this and i was like <laughs> i really hate y'all but they put me on to a lot of, a lot of brands and having some stuff at the stores put me on to a lot of brands so you know, I really like Aaron Preston. I really like John Elliott. I really like and appreciate the craftsmanship of Stone Island and the dying techniques and all the things that they do. Uh, but also really like honor the gift and, you know, what Russ has done with his brand and how he's, you know, created a pretty affordable price point because not everybody can buy a t-shirt. That's $170. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, this is crazy uh, for, you know, a brand like Stone Island, but I can spend $40 on a t-shirt or $38 on a t-shirt. Um, you know, if you talk to, you know, somebody like that's a crazy amount to spend on a t-shirt, but I'm like, that's a bargain, dude. Like I've spent well, your world, way man, more on that, you know, yeah. Acme Studios, I've spent uh, $200 on a t-shirt and uh, I'm not proud to admit Humble it, but flex. I'm going to be honest. No, no, I sold it. <laughs> I sold it because I, I, I didn't have any oh, money. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. We're all <laughs> so, judging you. What's your uh, first sneaker memory? Or that first shoe that was like, I like sneakers now. I, I can't remember the year. Maybe it was 2000, 2001. Um, no, no, it had to be pre-2001 because I was at Lipscomb at the time. Um, I was in elementary school and I was at uh, the Destin Nike outlet. It used to be the, mm-hmm. the goat of Nike outlets. And I had I, I had saved up some money from birthdays and Christmas and, and whatever else. You know, I, I grew up cleaning houses with my mom. Uh, I would vacuum and dust the whole house and she would clean the, literally the entire house is how slow I was uh, before I got done with vacuuming and dusting and I get 20 bucks. And I was like, I'm rich. $20. This is amazing. Uh, you know, you're eight years old and you're like $20 can go a long way. I can, I can quit life. I can survive on this. <laughs> and, uh, and I bought a pair of Nike tailwinds um, and they were Navy blue, white, and orange. And uh, they're $63. And, uh, I, I bought them. I would wear them. Um, you know, if I went to school, I wore a, a beater pair to school. Uh, and then I changed into those and then I changed out of a recess and I changed back into them when I got back from recess 
And my mom's like, you can't do this. So then I would leave the box and I would just take the shoes in my backpack and hide them from her um, and, uh, and still do the same thing. And so I think, I, you know, growing up, I wasn't like, a, we didn't have the funds for, even though Jordans weren't expensive growing up, I, we still didn't have the funds for our parents weren't going to do that. Here's your one pair of shoes. If you want to buy something on your own, feel free. I saw the price I was in fourth grade before I bought something on my own. Uh, and then that really turned into to loving retro runners and Air Max ones and Air Max nineties. And I remember Landon will love this. I remember sitting in chaplain at sixth grade and I had a pair of, of Air Max nineties on there, white, black, and red. And, and one of my friends was like, what are like, literally what are those? And I was like, um, I mean, they're my Nikes. And, and like, I thought they were cool. And like, I probably didn't wear them for like six months after that because what? everybody wore like new balance five seven fours and the the, Mm -hmm. you know the frat cleats at the time uh sperry's thank the lord i never owned a pair and um and that was like that was what got me in it was just retro runners and and then you kind of i get to college i meet aaron i meet my buddy kyle and you know they're like help me branch out and and uh buy you know your first pair of of jordans or to help you buy a pair of of you know even as simple as a reebok club c um and so that kind of helped diversify my, uh, my shoe, my shoe game, but it definitely, uh, I still never been able to find them. I don't know if it was a sample pair or, or what, um, but some, some Air Max Tailwinds were the very first shoe that I spent my money on. And I was very, you know, you look at pictures growing up, you're like, I don't, can't believe I had those, I had some cleats that were, uh, like if you're a Braves fan, like these cleats that David Justice had, uh, they look like zebras. Like I had those and, and some other things you just, my parents didn't know they just bought them because they were probably 40 bucks at, you know, Academy sports or something like that. Uh, and then you look back at pictures and you're like, Oh, that's shoot. I can't believe I had that. That was kind of cool. Uh, but definitely on purpose. The first pair was a, was a Nike tailwind. That's awesome. That's dope. All right. We, we usually uh, towards the end of our episodes, do a, do a top five. Anybody got a oh, good boy. top five for Alexander to hit for us. I mean the layup. The layup one is sneakers, right? It's technically yeah, that's a sneaker what I was... podcast, but okay, we, we can do Bible verses and then we'll <laughs> sneakers. Um, and then hey, you're gonna have your lowest listenership because of me, and I'm. I just want to say I'm Shut sorry. Up. Well, let's um, oh, no. uh, top five political figures. We can do that. <laughs> um, I'm game. Hayes loves. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hayes likes telling the line. I, I can oh, appreciate that. Oh, I tell yeah. the line like a mug. <laughs> Hayes crosses all the line, and then go. we have to edit it out. <laughs> yeah, ask ask whatever. I'll be I'll be short to think if we need to do a speed around. We can just I'll, sneaker I'll at first. Yeah, sneaker let's do first. top five sneaker at first. Oh gosh, uh, Daniel Daniel King helped me get this pair, but uh, you know Chicago Jordan One Lows. Um, I think I paid a. Mm. I don't even want to tell you how much I paid him because y'all probably kick him off this podcast. Um, he helped me find a pair from Memphis. Uh, that's new. No, say you know, how much. I got him for a hundred bucks. Dang, um, yes, sir. And uh, I, I still owe you greatly, and you've never redeemed anything <laughs> I've ever offered you. So just uh, no. text me after this oh. if there's anything you want. <laughs> Uh, in our defense, that was before they were, you know, a thousand freaking dollars and, and, you know, they were about 300 at the time and then they were worn a little bit and, you know, I'm still looking for a size nine instead, but I can't pay a thousand bucks. I can't look down on my feet and be like, Cause aren't this they, is crazy. Aren't they, are they nine and a half or are they tens? They're nine and a half. And I'm like, they're, they're, they work, yeah. but a, a nine is like, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say Chicago Jordan ones, um, the, 
why three, this is going to sound like a, like a hype beast, but there's a story behind it. The, the ZX, I think it's the flux nets. I don't even know the name of it. It's going to be bad. The shoe that, that Jerry Lorenzo made, you know, wildly famous. And, and um, we were in New York at the time and I was like, I can't spend, I can't spend $300 on a pair of shoes. This is crazy. I didn't realize they just came out that day. I was like, you know, if I land back in Nashville tonight, I, I can call them and buy them. By the time I landed and decided I wanted them, they were sold out everywhere and they were $500 on, on, uh, on secondary. And, uh, and so I had a buddy, Uriah, who's, who came to the store and he had a pair and, and he was getting rid of them. And I, I'll be honest, you I paid $500 for him. Um, and, uh, that's probably shoe number two. Um, I certainly appreciate what Kanye has done, um, breaking the mold and, and getting into some new silhouettes and doing some crazy, crazy things. Um, so I would have to throw in, uh, my last day of grad school, I got the turtle doves. I sold them to buy my wife's Ooh. engagement ring only to find out that I didn't <laughs> actually, I didn't actually need the extra money. So not only does Ooh. it not oh, reflect buddy. in her ring, it also don't have the shoe Son. anymore. Um, but luckily well, you got another shot. They're true. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they're true. Um, that's probably, that's I, probably in the top five. I, I um, will, I will camp out for months for that shoe. Like if yeah. I will. There, there are a few things in my life that I've, I've questioned more than buying a two thousand dollars pair of shoes, and I, I think about that like once a week. Like, yeah, Aaron, and, Aaron and should Jamie were like, "You got to wear these. You got to wear these the first day of root, and the first day of root opens." I'm like, "Guys, I can't look down and see two thousand dollars on my feet. That's irresponsible. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if I paid two twenty. Like, that doesn't. It literally doesn't matter." Uh, so I sold them for probably like eighteen or nineteen hundred dollars and uh, put that towards the, the ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know for a Stupid. pair of shoes um, I, I definitely put the shawns in there just because it was the first moment for rooted of like a wow uh, and that's why the list is going to be a little skewed because it seems some hype but there's like some some story behind it of like this is just a huge moment for us and it kind of solidified us as a store and nike believing in us and and um, you know, DG helped us do the donuts at the donut den and that was a great release bringing coffee and just kind of embody like what we wanted to portray in a release in a release. Um, I put that in my top five and, and I'd probably round out shoot. There's so many, there's so many good ones to, to choose from, but I'd probably have to say the, it's a, it's don't say on the clouds wall pick. Or no, 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 off the wall pick. <laughs> or um, they're, they're my Nike <laughs> or cocoonies, uh, my Nike alpha flies um you know being a runner and and just bridging that's why i love nike is the innovation like they're not afraid to just try something if they fail you'll never hear about it because they've got enough money to just you know sweep a 270 (laughs) under the rug um but also um they are like just the innovation and and i very rarely have i put on an item and you immediately see the benefits as a as an athlete from it and i say an athlete as just a, a simple everyday runner I ran in them and immediately was like, the hype is real. Like I, I am faster. I, am, I gave much less of an effort on this five mile run than the previous day in my, you know, zoom X, uh, you know, my, my uh, Pegasus turbos that have some zoom X and I'm like, just that shoe was, was crazy for me. So as a, as a, as a quasi sneaker, we'll put that in there. Uh, the, the, the alpha fly next percent, I guess zoom fly first. And then they had the, that's probably what I'm missing on my, uh, non five mile runs i I probably could run five miles with those right 
uh, honestly, it uh, it feels like it's doing the running for you. As crazy as it sounds, wow, like it's what a it's nuts. shout out. It is nuts. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This That's has so been a joy. Fun. This is yeah. the best. Yeah, this is. Uh, this if y'all want to do this list. and just not record and just you know just chat next time, that'd be. Uh, again, if there's too. anything y'all want to ask, like, and I just and I didn't answer anything succinctly or what y'all want, but it's it's obviously a, always an honor when we get to talk about the rooted brand and and share it with people. And and I joke and I said it earlier. It's like we would not be here without uh, without you guys, without our natural customer base, because without saying it, y'all supported us and y'all got us to this point where um, you know we're we're looking at doing some exciting things in the future, but. If we didn't have y'all, we would not absolutely no shot be here. Uh, I mean, again, we we would have some days where, you know, customers uh, wouldn't buy anything, but at the same time, they stayed there for two, three, four hours. Uh, It kept us from jumping off the ledge, kept us from shutting the store down or quitting. And and I think that's what Nashville has to offer in a way that um, I, I will always be grateful and Nashville will always be home because of that very thing. Um, so again, just the fact that you wanted to just one of us to come on here and, you know, I see Landon's wearing the hoodie. It's like, that's just, that's an honor. Uh, it's one thing to, to see people line up for, for a shoe outside the store. We had nothing to do with, uh, but at the same time, when someone spends their own money on something that has our name on it or wants to work at our store, that's the moments where I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Am I living? Is this, you know, mm-hmm. on punked? Like this is, this is crazy. Um, so just thank, thank you all. Uh, if there's anybody natural listening, seriously, from the bottom of all of our hearts at Rooted, uh, this isn't a plea to go buy more stuff. Uh, this is just a, a huge thank you. And hopefully we continue to do some fun stuff to honor and support you all because, man, like y- you let me live out my dream of working for, uh, I say for myself, that sounds selfish, but in a way like being able to make decisions that will either sink the company or uh, will help us continue to, to thrive. And uh, you'll help me get to live that dream out every day. And, and for that, it's like, how do I get, I don't deserve this. This is amazing. So thank you, man. Um, if, if you're not, okay, go buy some stuff from rooted. It doesn't matter what it is. Get some merch, <laughs> buy some Mason Margiela shoes, like go get that free shout out. Can't afford those at cost. So for those who can, <laughs> if you are, if you want to employ me, then uh, come on. So, so uh, I'm assuming you're headed. Uh, what's ahead of you tonight are, is the raffle for the uh, Union Dunks, right? Uh, yeah, here's uh, you know I've got my I'm I'm very old school. Here's all my my sheets with uh, you know sizing and and uh, and you know people who have entered multiple times to email and say hey please stop we see you. Um, but yeah, I think these <laughs> next I think these next couple hours are are going to be dedicated to to definitely. Oh, geez. We've got Union Dunks and the black and white with the cream bottom uh, dunks. So, well, again, thank you for taking time away from your real job, too. Uh, Literally. This is not our real job. So, no, this this is is awesome. fun for us. A lot. I I get to be the, you know, my wife and I get to help with with the college ministry at Holesboro. And some of the kids are like, you want a podcast? And, uh, (laughs) and of course, Courtney shared that. And I was like, I was like, uh yeah yeah you're gonna have to listen to it but uh you know just uh listen to it with a grain of salt because <laughs> it's uh it could be it could be a rough go they've heard these stories a thousand oh, times so again <laughs> thank you guys so freaking much this has been a blast and and uh, i love what y'all are doing oh we appreciate it thank you flowers flowers to you flowers to rooted mm. Mm. lots of them thanks guys peace respect have a good night yep you too
Wow. Wow. We have talked about that from day that. one and that oh lived God. up to all the hype. All the hype. I mean, seriously, can you imagine we started even talking about what we about us, this group, that we've gotten to talk to all these people that are these just Mount Rushmore's of I don't know, culture Honestly, in our city. Yes. This yeah. is freaking crazy. And yeah. we just we're just sitting over here just like doinking around. Not doinking because we're doing stuff. Freaking Mason and Hayes are the ones. If, if y'all haven't figured this out by now, like what, a hundred episodes in, Mason and Hayes are the only reason that we're still doing this and the only reason mm. we're here. So shouts out to them because they're the Man, ones who just... keep us actually moving in the right direction. It's just fun. We're actually moving. It's just moving. we just talked about it in the episode from last week. Like it's just for fun, man. Yeah, I just yeah, don't believe that still. we get to to do this. It's crazy. Yeah, this is like um, the stuff that we actually. This is what I love. Like when we oh, just one hundred get to shut up and hear somebody talk like that and preach like that. That was so cool. I don't even pretty know awesome. what to add. When you got anything awesome. at all? Do you feel like the same? You feel like this is just? I I mean I'm. Why would somebody? Why would somebody want to come talk to us? <laughs> to hear that that people like that he knows we're excited for him to go on a podcast. The, it's like you, heck, you know, we just who are you a, people? Like, everybody's been on Zoom before. Like that's all we're doing. Like we're just sitting on a Zoom. I will say, you know, we were, we were texting earlier, and like I knew that was going to be good, but man, did I underestimate how good that was going to wow. be! Wow. Wow. So if you're going to listen, if you're listening to this for the eight billionth time on this podcast, hit our DM. Tell us who you is because we want to know who you are and we want to communicate and have community with you. And heck, as soon as somebody responds to the DM, I'll start the merch stuff. Like, I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> oh, here we go. Man, this is a really good episode up until that moment in time. <laughs> I'm I'm still waiting on my uh, my vintage package to come in the mail. Dude, that was just ago. this week, bro. Whatever that was. That was that like yesterday. Ago. No, when yeah, was that? Was... That was last week. That was last week. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. 29th. I'm sorry, I'm a week behind. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. I was serious. <laughs> oh man. And Wait. also, just to like, you just gain such a better appreciation. Like sometimes it. I don't know. It's just. It's just the best. It's just so cool to listen to people who have gone through stuff and have, I mean, just hearing just generally his life story and then to see where he's gotten. It's just, it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah. You, you know what's no so doubt. interesting too? We, there, we have a common thread of these people that we keep having on from Music City Vintage to D Goods to whoever it is. There's this super amount of humility. Mm-hmm. That I don't, I just don't expect. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all. It, I shouldn't be surprised at this point that they don't, they they don't see themselves as how we view them, which is crazy because, like, I I can't believe yeah. he wanted to spend this much time talking to us, much less anybody else that we've had on. It's I'm I just can't believe it. Yeah, uh, speechless. All right, let's just close this one out with uh, lessons learned. Let's kick it around, Dan. What'd you learn? Oh man. Sometimes things are going to be a thousand times better than you expected, and sometimes they're not. Both are good. Mm. If life's not hard, you're not living. Mm. Hayes, you got one? Um, Give people flowers while they can still smell them. Um, Don't be ashamed to share um, the love of God. And 
Um, man, there's another really good one. I mean, the humility thing just keeps coming up to me. And hey, he said something, but this is also a great. I think we are we and we don't do any, everything right, but I feel like if this is a case of um, we have asked people to come on, and that's fine if they say no. But we've been very fortunate. Most people have just said yes, and so just ask things. Yeah. And the worst thing that can happen is somebody's going to say no, and that's the worst thing that can happen. And we deal with rejection every single day, and so just I don't know, man, that was so good. Yeah, I'll go next, and I'll let Landon close us out. Man, I thought that one of the cool things that he said at the beginning was uh, hope is not a strategy, but it's sometimes it's all you got. Yeah, I thought that was bars right there. Those bars. Flames. Fuego. Landon, what would you learn this week? And it, it matters how you treat people. Amen. Amen. Just play it. Get Landon, get some here. bars for us. Bars. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Go, Mason. I don't have it tonight. I think we just let this one ride out. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we are appreciative of that. The piece on the bottom shelf. Go follow us like. at Still Driven TN. Go follow Alexander and his squad at Stay Rooted. And buy, buy everything that they have on their website, no matter yep. the price. And tell your friends. Tell your grandma. <laughs> write us a bad review, but make it five stars. Make it funny. It can be bad as long as it's funny. Thank you all again. It's been a joy. Peace. Blessings. <laughs> Stay rooted. <laughs>